Are we having fun yet? <laughs> right? From those commercials? Beer commercials. Right? Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and Av, I never was a lawyer. It's what I did. So what I do next doesn't matter, because whatever I do has nothing to do with what I am. You see? Good shrooms. <laughs> I'm Av Sinensky, and some say that I remain cool. <laughs> uh, I'm Ken Marino, and is it food? Is it? <laughs> Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, formerly a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast and presently a Party Down podcast. We are here today to discuss season three, episode four, KSGY 95 prize winners luau, which originally aired today, March 17th, 2023. As you heard, as a goof, back yet again on the podcast, Ken Marino, so excited. Uh, welcome back. Uh, just so you know, on our last episode, we had Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz. I know that you were just on her last podcast. So in the in the in the Party Down Podcast universe, we're all friends. We're excited to share our Ken Marino, and we're so excited to have you back here on uh, Pretty 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 Good. Happy to be back. So is he here as a goof? Is that what we determined? As a goddamn goof. Not yeah, not as a goof, but uh, not it's not a goof. It's as a goof, as a goof. Yeah, yeah. So Ken, well, last time you were here, you guys were you know talking all about the ten, and I had not seen it, and then we subsequently did an episode about it. So now I understand all of the context of what we're talking about. So it's much <laughs> and uh, and um, and how did how did it uh, sit with you? I mean, I didn't like it quite as much as Alex, uh, but I, th I, I thought there was a lot of very funny parts. Uh, there were some parts that didn't necessarily were the best for me, but there was some really good stuff in there. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't the best movie of the 21st century? It, I didn't think it was the best it? movie of the 21st century, right. Um, <laughs> definitely in the top 10, but no, not okay. really. Sure. Okay, yeah. But well, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I think there's uh, enough funny stuff in there to, uh, to, to, to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And, and we were talking offline, uh, talking about uh, movies or, or, or shows with sort of a sketch concept. Uh, you are in uh, the penultimate, I believe, episode of History of the World Part Two. For those who are not yet up to that episode watching on Hulu, I won't spoil your role, but let's just say uh, uh, you're you're a, you're a man of the cloth. I am. I am. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it was nice. They gave us a call and they asked uh, uh, David and Joe and myself to come do this with uh, 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 Jillian. And uh, it was nice. It was nice to get to be, uh, you know, an idiot with uh, David and, and Joe and Jillian. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I, it's episode seven, am I right? Or episode eight? It's, it's the last day. Are you, you're asking me? Yeah. You're asking me, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was episode seven. Yeah, <laughs> uh, very, very funny role there. And here you are, uh, not just obviously starring as Ron here in season three, episode four, but also the director of the episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, I directed this episode. Yeah, yeah. So t t tell us how is that when you're trying to do both roles at once, right? Because you're behind the camera, you're also in front of the camera. Like, how is that a challenge versus the the other episodes where you're acting in? Um, you know, so a lot of people ask if it's if it's hard to do or overwhelming. I find it easier because you're constantly thinking about it, and so I like to I like stepping in and out of 
you know, I like directing and looking at the big picture of it and then stepping in as the character. And it's um, not that it's easy, but it's it's um, I enjoy it. It's not overwhelming to me. The only thing that's overwhelming when I'm directing and acting in something if, is if I'm in a scene that has a lot of different uh, characters. And so I'm thinking about the coverage, um, at, which can sometimes get not confusing, but overwhelming uh, because I'm like, did I cover that? Did I get the thing that I wanted to get on that coverage? Because there's so many people in it. You know, but I, but, but other than that, I, uh, I, I enjoy the challenge. And what about just in general in season three uh, versus the first two seasons? Obviously, we know that the, you know, in front of the camera, that the cast, other than Lizzie Kaplan, it's the same people behind the camera. Was it a lot of the same people on the crew as well, or was it a largely a, a new folks? No, it was, I think, a, a pretty much a brand new crew. It was 12 years past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Years, uh, moved on to other things. And, uh, you know, I think they tried to get some people back, but I don't, I, uh, you know, I think it was mostly a new crew. But they're able to to capture that that spirit, obviously, which, um, yes. you know, I've, I've and I've been talking about on the last three episodes, uh, even even your new cast members here in season three, you know, Tyrell Jackson Williams, obviously being the best example, is able to jump in. And it's as if he was on the original cast in terms of how comfortable he is with all of you guys. Tyrell is unbelievable. I mean, I've, I, I probably said this the last episode, you know, I, I was a fan of his from Brockmire. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I remember watching him in that and saying wow, this guy's special. And then when he, when I saw him on the first day of the, of the of first episode and boyed out and I was like, I'm such a huge fan of yours and I'm so excited you're part of this. And then he delivered, you know, every moment that he was, you know, that he, that, that he was given. He was great. As is Zoe, as is Jen. Yeah, and, and this episode's really the coming out party, I think, for for Zoe, even more so. I mean, she's obviously had more to do each episode successfully, but this one, she's really a, the star in a lot of ways. Oh, uh, I'm glad Lucy. you say that. I, I mean, I thought she was fantastic in this episode, and I got to do some stuff with her, and to watch her kind of, um, uh, you know, do her thing, and, and her interpretation of, like, the scene and the lines was, it was a lot of fun. She, she gives me a lot of shit about, um, you know, sometimes when I direct, I, I have a timer that, um, that I, as a director, when I direct stuff, I don't like going over um, the allotted 12 or 12 and a half hours you're given a day. I don't like to not make the day. And so I um, have a timer with me uh, to keep me uh, on schedule. And um, it's a little, um, um, you know, it's a little, it's, 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 it's a unique take on directing. Um, and so, so, and when I'm in something and I'm directing it, some, I'll have the timer in my hand, looking at it as I'm about to yell action. And then sometimes I would show her and she'd be like, don't show me the timer. I don't want to see the timer. I'm about to do something. Don't, yeah. don't point that at me. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So let's yeah, let, let's jump into uh, KSGY 95 prize winners. Luau. There, there's a lot to say here. You know, the, the funny thing is that um, when I, I I try and not watch the episode after the episode we're podcasting about. So, you know, we're talking about episode four here today. I have not yet seen episode five. When at the end of episode three last week, when we sort of speculated on what episode four was about, 
I sort of misread the name of the episode, KSGY 95. And then, you know, it was obvious to Ovid, I think to everyone else, like, yeah, it's a radio station. And it sort of, I dawned on me halfway through the conversation. And then what I thought about, but I didn't reference, and I now wish that I had, because it would have sounded more prescient, was, was Adam Carolla used to have this bit where he used to say, um, they should announce that there's free Raiders tickets available. And then everybody who shows up for the free Raiders tickets, um, they just arrest all of them because every single one of those is probably a deadbeat dad <laughs> who uh, owes back like child support. And that's sort of what I thought about when when Ob sort of when I realized halfway through the end of last week's episode, I thought of that. And then I didn't say it, and I feel really bad because that's exactly what this episode is. Except that it's, even, it's it's a Sting concert, which is obviously the pun of of literally Sting. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's so it's phenomenal that that I had sort of that fleeting thought. It, it's super it's super fun. Obviously, we have uh, we have a bunch of guest stars this episode. We have uh, Bobby Moynihan. We have uh, Judy Reyes, who uh, I think is probably most famous from from one of Av's favorite shows, Scrubs. So, Av, sure. should we uh, jump right into the episode? Yeah, we sure can. Um, I'll say overall on this episode, like party down to begin with, you know, there's always like the debate among shows. Is it a is it a plot show? Is it a vibe show? Which, you know, uh, is it in, you know, party down to begin with is always, uh, I would say more on the vibe show than the plot. Um, and this episode really takes that to a whole new level, I would say. Yeah. It's this is just all vibes all the time. Um, let's jump into it. Yeah. Season if three, episode four. The podcast and you're yeah. not on mushrooms right now. And you're of legal age, and otherwise it's not an irresponsible decision. Maybe it always is. I don't know. Pause the podcast. Go take some shrooms. Come back in a couple hours and rejoin. <laughs> yeah, we're actively driving people away from the podcast. This is great for business. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, stop listening to the podcast. Go do something else. All right. Now you're back. Yeah. Now you're back. Hopefully not tripping too hard that you couldn't figure out a way to press play. Yeah. So, yeah. KSGY 95. Prize winners, Luau. I'm written the, by the Deo Adesokin. Uh, I don't know if I'm mispronouncing his name. And directed by present company Kevin Marino. Hey, Ken. From a, uh, a blackout, a momentary blackout. Something's going on with my light here. Oh, just there it goes again. Out. Romantic lighting here on the podcast. I'll just do that. Uh, am I on too many shrooms or does Ken's light keep going out? <laughs> this actually no, just, just happened. It's just the shrooms. It's just the shrooms. So I just I want to go back to a point you made, which is the uh, the Adam Carolla. Yeah. He would say, I, I don't not to I don't think it's. Um, uh, uh, party down was claiming it to be uh, an original idea or, or Adam Carolla was claiming it. I don't know if he was, but this is a, st- they would, th- this is a, a thing that uh, police officers would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, if you go back to the movie uh, sea of love with, uh, with uh, Ellen Barkin and uh, 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 Al Pacino, he does it in the first scene. He's a cop and he does mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, so, I, so I guess the, the level here is that they're not even trying to hide it. They're literally calling it a sting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'm, I, have you heard of this movie? I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassingly unfamiliar. It's a, no, I have not. Love? Al Pacino, no. Ellen Barkin, John Goodman, Samuel L. Jackson plays a character. You know what the character's name is? I don't. Uh, it was 1989. The character's name is Black Guy. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not you know they sometimes yeah. do that. Uh, Very well made. He's probably not a main character. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably, probably was before he was yeah. famous, and he was probably Richard Richard Jenkins also in the movie. That's pretty cool. Oh. 
That's fine. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, for 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty good. Listen, yeah. if you got time, you should watch it. Mm, it's one of those movies film. that was made in that time, and there's some interesting things about it. You get to watch Al Pacino and Ellen Barkin have some red hot fire chemistry. <laughs> and um, yeah, there's a thing involved in the movie, but not not one literally featuring Sting. <laughs> not one involving Sting. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we um, we see this first through uh, Saxon's eyes. This bus, right, with the word Sting on it, and he has no idea what this means. And this is where we meet Judy Reyes, who plays a character named Sacker, which is, to me, an interesting choice when you have a character named Saxon already. Uh, like, you could name her anything. Like, we should name her not something that's going to confuse us with Saxon. Um, Who's the writer here? <laughs> I think neither <laughs> of us. <laughs> I'm just I'm giving a note. I feel like just give neighbors like Rose. Let me like. call him up. I'll give him your note. <laughs> All right. Please do. Please do. I'll punch up his scripts. Um <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I'm a I'm a huge Judy Reyes fan. She is what you know, one of my favorites. I really only know her from Scrubs. Um, she hasn't been in much else. Well, she was just in something else that I saw. I can't remember. Like she was like um, she an action role. role oh, she- that's what it was. She's in Succession. She's in season yes. one of Succession. She, yes, she plays like one of like the Fox News bosses or hosts or something. Something. Yeah. Yeah, she's in like charge of the news somewhere. She she's on Better Things also. She is. Yeah. She's in a couple episodes of Better Things. Hmm. Uh, according to IMDb, it says four episodes. All right. I don't remember that. Okay, fine. Um, anyway, she explains that Sting is the performing artist who is drawing all these VIP tickets to all these people that are here for the pre-show luau. And that's, you know, the party that Party Down is catering here is this luau. Hmm. And- now, I'm impressed. Before you go any further, she was, I just, she was also in the movie, the horror movie Smile. She was great. Smile. I don't think I saw that one. Well, you I should. heard it was good though. I heard it was good. It's a fun horror movie, and she's in it, and she plays. She has a one, pretty one, one big scene, and she's uh, mm-hmm. fantastic. Cool. All right, I will check it out. I went to see Scream last night. It was a Scream movie. She's not in that. <laughs> she's not in that. I was just thinking a different horror movie. Did you play a, a a character with the same couple of letters as the main character? <laughs> Like, was her name, like, Fred, and the main character is named Frida? I don't believe so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't believe so. <laughs> um, so, Sorry, we have... Yeah, no, I didn't take mushrooms. Um, so, yeah, the, the most important rule for Judy... I'm just going to call her Judy, because it's easier for me. Um, Judy tells him that um, we, we got to keep the booze flowing. Hmm. Very important. Very important. Now, everyone at this party has a Hawaiian shirt. Does everyone show up? They they already own one, or are they handing them out at the door? I feel like they're being given. Everybody them. has a. There are a lot of Hawaiian. <laughs> <Yeah>. Listen, <laughs> no, the, the, the party down. Da- the party down staff is wearing their their crisp white shirts and their pink bow ties. Obviously, right. Most deadbeat dads have Hawaiian shirts. Right. That's true. That's true. It's not a fair that's, sample size. It's probably true. Yeah. Okay. So, and if you're going to go to the beach before you go to see Sting to have a couple of daiquiris and margaritas, yeah. What are you going to wear? For sure. Tuxedo. I mean, if you own a Hawaiian shirt, you're going to use it for this occasion. Right. Is Sting Sting aware, you think, that uh, his name leads to the easy puns of uh, of catching (laughs) deadbeat dads? Was that part of the naming convention when he chose his name? 
That's probably why he chose his name. And the band, of course, is the police. It's even more, you know, tongue in cheek. You know, it's very wink wink. Exactly. It's like the entire the Han gif uh, wink. The band, the band was actually formed for the purpose of trying to entrap criminals. Exactly. They called sting. it. They called yeah. it a sting. They called yeah. it sting now by the police. That's right. You're on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're on something. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Roman pulls into the handicap spot, and he explains, of course, I Disable. can park here. Please off. It's 2023. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yes, but he has carpal tunnel, so and he yes. has a placard, which is a very serious disability that causes him pain once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kyle, of course, is in a very grumpy mood because he hasn't heard yet back from his audition. And Lucy, very you know, angel that she is, tries to cheer him up, tells them, "No, oh, don't worry about that. Like, you don't need their you know validation." He's like, "Actually, I do. That's how auditions work." <laughs> Um, and then, um, Henry and Evie arrive. Apparently she's just like tagging along with him to work every day. Yeah. This is now like, the last couple episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, good for them. They're in that stage. Um, and she's like, well, what if somebody like asks who I am? So they come up with this whole cover story where she's a consultant for the paper goods company. And, you know, he tells her that the watchword is chill so that like, you know, she knows the code and, um, I guess the good reason is that Evie is here is because she has brought with her what Henry describes as a comically large amount of mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, because I guess she has forgotten what's a proper dosage for a human being to take in one shot. She, yeah. Yeah, and she's got some money, so she uh, she doesn't really uh, have to, uh, you know, skimp on the uh, mushroom uh, purchase. Yeah, maybe she bought them from Constance, and she told her she wanted ten grand worth of mushrooms, and <laughs> yeah. uh, she ended up with that bag. You know, it's the opposite. Um, uh, Ken was earlier referencing Jillian Bell, with whom he uh, stars in a scene in the new History of the World Part Two. Uh, during mm -hmm. our interregnum uh, period between seasons two and three, one of the other movies we covered was The Night Before, mm -hmm. starring uh, Lizzie Kaplan, among others, and Jillian Bell. And Jillian Bell does the reverse of Evie in that movie. Jillian Bell was also in Curb. Yes, yes. But, but Ken, did you see uh, The Night Before? Uh, I um, Sadly, I have not seen it yet. Okay, so, so Jillian Bell there, playing Seth Rogen's wife, buys him um, way too few drugs, unfortunately, especially for Seth Rogen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, here... He went Evie, the other way. Yes, Evie goes the other way. Uh, that, that's uh, too many shrooms. Am I crazy or... <laughs> but it's, it's, it's certainly enough for every member of the Putty Down staff, except for uh, for poor Ron Donald. Yeah, so every everybody's in for shrooms. Uh, Lucy wants to expand her creative consciousness. Everyone else is in, is excited. Uh, the one exception is Roman, who has no interest in altering his brain chemistry with poison fungi. Yeah. Now the irony here is that last time Roman was high on weed, of course, he was firing on all cylinders for his opus. You know, in the stall, writing on the toilet paper. And of course, we see here in this episode the same thing happens. He gets high again on shrooms, and he has another opus breakthrough. So it's very clear to us as the audience that Roman needs to start doing more yeah, drugs. Yeah, Roman but, should uh, be doing more drugs. Yeah, but yeah. he's it's very that resistant. Way, doesn't it? He wants to be uh, fully creative. A hundred percent. Yeah, but he's very resistant. Yeah, and Roman also couldn't have timed this this uh, better. Um, having you know everyone just wrapping up season one of The Last of Us, I'm very much keeping Roman uh, <laughs> avoiding poison fungi at all costs. Like. <laughs> He like timed that perfectly that case. Um, but yeah, basically everyone just like starts making fun of him for for being scared and they start cheering Roman, Roman. 
And he's like, you, you guys are like literally peer pressuring me to do drugs. Like this is like the, the main thing you're taught as a kid not to do, right? Yeah. Um, but like, you know, but it works because peer of pressure is very effective, particularly yes. around the area of getting people to like do drugs and drink alcohol. That's where it's most 100%. effective. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he complies. And uh, meanwhile, Saxon, he's taking a very nice helping because he's decided that he's going to live stream his first ever mushroom trip. Excellent mm. idea. Yeah. Uh, definitely want to go to just a completely unpredictable state of affairs as the entire world can watch. Um, and then Ron joins the team. Uh, Ron, you tell us that Constance isn't going to be here. Um, she dropped her phone in the koi pond. So, you know, no bueno with the uh, technology. Now, and... now, now, Ken, we, Jane Lynch had COVID. That's why the previous episode she did via Zoom. Is that right? Uh, Jane, we, we don't have to out people's medical histories. Well, where did, heard where, 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 we heard that did, from someone. I don't know yeah. where, yeah, I don't know if it's true. We don't need to, yeah, we don't, need to, yeah, but uh, I'm just, uh, the uh, schedule, yeah. The schedule was, was, uh, had to move a little bit because oh. of, uh, yeah. COVID issues with different people, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so we, we don't, we don't have, um, unfortunately, we don't have her. Um, we don't have Lydia last last episode, of course, it was even more noticeable because her uh, her real life husband with whom, uh, you know, she has such great chemistry. And, and every time they appear on screen together was was uh, prominently guest starring. Um, no Lydia as well here. I didn't hear that. No Lydia this episode. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although, as um, as Amanda said earlier this week, it's I obviously I would love to have more Constance and more Lydia, but there is something about it feeling more like a party down episode. Um, as Amanda described it, to have just everyone in the bow ties that like it's it's like that's what a party down episode was. You didn't have like these, you know, side characters who were there. I mean, I guess Evie is kind of that this week. So it's it's still a little bit different. But like the more that it just feels like, you know, the crew doing a party, it feels like an episode of party down. Uh, so there's something nice about that. Yes, I agree with that. Not uh, that I didn't miss Constance. For sure. Uh huh. Of course. For sure. Um, so yeah, so, so everyone... just a little a little tidbit on the mushrooms sure. that they were eating. That was dried yeah. out eggplant. Ah, very good. And, and, so and these then... are not method actors in the scene. <laughs> not method scene. actors. Mm. Uh, and then of course we, uh, you know, some people have allergic reactions to eggplants. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. I've heard that. And um, we asked beforehand, but then they were eating so much dried out eggplant that I started to worry that somebody was going to. Uh, <laughs> Yes, they were eating a lot of, a lot of it because we did a number of takes because there was a lot of coverage going back. <laughs> yeah, a lot of coverage. and it was a comically large bag. <laughs> a lot of eye lines in that scene. To cover. <laughs> um, and in in one of the funniest uh, like Ron busting the the staff moments. Ron come, walks in and sees everyone chewing, and he uh, admonishes them for eating the food. You know the classic <laughs> crew violation, having no idea that they're all ingesting hallucinogens, not the food. Um, but, they, you know, they're happy to take a, that the RDD on that one. Which is the bigger RDD, eating the food or uh, eating uh, mushrooms? Um, they're both uh, they're both big RDDs. <laughs> say, you know, it depends on what time of the day, you know, are we in the middle of the party? Is there do we need the food or um, <laughs> are they taking shrooms at the end of the evening when right. we're wrapping up uh, before, as the party is kind of stopped and and died down? I, you know, there, I, there's so many variation so variables many here. I can't. Yeah. Can't give you a real answer, but they're yeah. both big, heavy duty RDD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would say what they do here is a very big infraction. 
Yeah. Because they're all on drugs in this episode, they're not able to, <laughs> to serve the customers on like previous other episodes. Right, so they're exactly. not very they're not functioning well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah although I would but, argue this party goes off without a hitch for the most part. But by by party down standards, you're not well, party, yeah. yeah. This is one of the most successful parties. Things go okay. Yeah, I mean, not yeah. for the party goers, but for the party organizers, yes. Yeah, no, this episode is a tremendous advertisement for drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and also for paying your child support. Uh, That's right. Yeah, so um, she then, uh, he's like, why is Evie here? Or he, I remember you call, you call her by like her uh, formal name. Um, so I guess he doesn't, she, he doesn't even know that like she's with Henry. No. Right, because he calls so. her like Mrs. something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he saw her last at uh, at the party. At the, yeah, at, at the, the party Roddy she hosted party. for her fiance. Yeah. Jack Body's party. <laughs> yeah, so he's in, right. So everyone else I feel like knows, and he doesn't say he has no clue. Yeah. Um, Ron still and, can't get over the fact that they have a uh, <laughs> karaoke machine. <laughs> karaoke machine in the house. In your own. <laughs> I don't know. It's allowed. No, not that they have one, that it's allowed. Yeah. The fact that it's allowed is just unbelievable. Yeah. It's interesting who Ron thinks is like the regulatory body that. Uh, I just assume he just the Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a big violation. You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> arrested. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Evie tries the cover story. Ron sees right through it. No, you can't get anything past Ron. He has no idea the entire crew is high on mushrooms the entire party, but uh, he knows she's not from the from the paper or goods company. Um, okay, so we have uh, Sacker pumping up the crowd. The guests are starting to arrive at the luau, and this is a good time for the drugs to start kicking in. And everyone's reminding each other that the watchword is chill, which seems appropriate. Saxon gets looked at by a bird in a certain way, <laughs> which I don't even know what that means. But I, I've never been on mushrooms, so I guess I uh, I don't I can't uh, understand a lot of the stuff that happens in this episode. Maybe you've just never met a really asshole bird. Yeah, it could be. You you only hang out with nice birds. Yeah. I didn't say it was a it was a looking at him uh, in a negative way. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Just, no. I think was... he was looking at him in a way that made Saxon realize the mushrooms have kicked in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, and it's time. Way. He's like, oh, I think this is drugs. Yeah. And. He's going to start live stream. Mm, yeah, um, I I do love you know and and as a director, this is probably such a fun thing to be watching. Like the um the 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 stoned acting of all of our characters, uh, well, Henry you know, Henry especially. It was, it, it's amazing. It's a tricky. To be honest, it is a tricky episode to direct because you don't want everybody to just be playing like drugged out the whole. Yeah, time. Yeah, it's not a Cheech and Chong movie. You want to have a trajectory of how how high they're getting and when they peak and when they come down and who, how it affects each individual person. So we did have discussions about that and talked about that. Yeah, I, I think Henry has the best lines. He says, um, uh, keep an eye on him in case he goes to a weird place like a lizard store is one of his lines. And he says at one point, I've got a shirt going. <laughs> I got a shirt going uh, on. Yeah, th- I really love that, that one. Um, you psyched for Sting? I don't know who I am. Oh, no. All of these lines. It's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's phenomenal acting. And, and the whole, Henry is really great. And specifically, like week after week, him and Jennifer Garner, um, they just have such great chemistry. I don't know what the process was by which uh, Jennifer Garner was added to this show, but like this, like rivals Henry Casey level. Like they're just like great on screen together. And it's well, I mean, 
you know, Lizzie Kaplan and Jennifer Garner are both phenomenal yeah. actresses who are charming and funny. For and sure. Can do yeah. dramatic stuff. And then Adam is, you know, he's he's the best. So he so he knows how to, you know, he he they both they they're all professionals. So they just they they created this beautiful connection, you know. And it, it was fun to watch. And this week with that, this particular week was really fun because they had a lot of fun stuff at the bar that they got to do. And um, yeah. and, and Jen had stuff to play with in this scene. Yeah. Really, you know. Yeah. yeah I, I said before, it's um, uh, the character Lucy by Zoe Chow's character. It's her coming out party. But yeah, but Evie also by far has the most to do in this episode so far. Yeah. yeah it's, and, and it's not, she's not on the outside looking in in this episode. She is one of the, you know, she feels like part of the crew, you know, yeah. in, in in terms of like, the part, you know, she's not wearing the pink tie, but she's there, you know, she's in that they're all together and on, on a trip. And it's it's yeah. And and even like how they have to hide things from Ron, like the fact that they're all high, like she's part of that also. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Adam is so interesting in that, like for like the majority of the show, he's playing just like this straight man off all these like wacky, like off Ron and like Roman and Kyle and like kind of just like, you know, glancing at the camera the way like Jim from the office was and just like being very dry. And then when he's with Casey and now when he's with Evie, he like becomes like this, like a live different person. It's like such a interesting character, the way that we, we now see it's like not, it wasn't just Lizzie Casey. It's just like this part of Henry that we don't usually see when he's you know matched up against these other guys well normally he's miserable but like when he right. has a connection with somebody he comes to life as a character like yeah you know he he he's amazing at playing like the downtrodden you know pill popping dudes but but he's also yeah well look i could go i could go on and on about adam i think adam's one of adam is one of my favorite actors ever I yeah. love watching him. I love watching his process. I love watching how he interprets stuff and how he changes stuff up every time you do a take. And yeah, so, and, but he, yeah, he, he, he creates these beautiful relationships with these, you know, with the other actors and he's, he's uh, spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got, um, Roman, Roman, I, th I think is like my favorite in this episode. Like the, just like the, his just like walking around in a daze. It's like so simple. And yeah, like you see, you, like you, you understand everything that's going through Roman. Uh, it's wonderful. It's a good um, Roman episode. It's yeah. Good. It's a good, yeah. Um, and we meet Bobby Moynihan, who is one of the, I guess, one of the deadbeats at this party, um, which we don't know yet, but, um, yeah, you know, he, he plays a good deadbeat. Uh, yeah. At this point in the story, well, I guess where you, where you're at. Yeah. He, he seems like one of the deadbeat dads. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, I've been a fan of Bobby Moynihan's since SNL. And so, you know, I, 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 I had spoken to him. I'd run into, I, I was, I was uh, uh, DMing him for a while. Just we were DMing back and forth kind of, I was telling him how much of a fan I was of his and talking about to, to him about some stuff. And then when this episode came up, um, you know, I had thrown out him or he was on a list and I was like, Oh, Bobby, Bobby, get Bobby. And so I was so excited to get to do this with him. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 
So, uh, Alex, you're like a big uh, SNL, so I, I assume you have a lot of uh, Bobby Moynihan uh, yeah, points I, of reference. Yeah, I, I have a me. picture of, uh, of oh, yeah? myself and Jen with Bobby when we went to SNL, when we sat on the floor. Awesome. Uh, yeah, he uh, he had a long run on SNL in, in the last decade. He's, uh, He's one of the few SNL people that I actually know, so that means like, he must have been there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not Keenan levels, obviously, but yeah, but right. he was there, I, I would guess, from like 2008 <laughs> to 2015, and I'm just making up these numbers off the top of my head, but yeah, he was there for a while. Yeah. Funny guy. I approve. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, Henry and Kyle talking about careers being in limbo. And then this like leads us to getting the whole backstory from one of these guys at the party who, you know, I'm going through a divorce and I was in limbo and now I'm out of limbo. So like, we're learning more about uh, what's going on here and what's the, what's the crowd. Um, Roman feels like everybody is staring at him. Something feels off about the party. And they're like, yeah, that's drugs. You're just being paranoid. Um, and he's like, you guys are ruining the drugs camaraderie, <laughs> which I, I, I would argue Roman is the one who's, uh, you know, being a, a down buzz and, uh, ruining the camaraderie, but, uh, you know, I guess each their own. Um, we head back to the kitchen where Ron is, he's, a, I would say a little bit confused about Lucy's music choice, but more confused about her food making choice, which she has called, what she called, it's like spinach. I, I, the first couple times I thought she was saying just saying spinach weird, but I think she's just, just like a made up word. I don't even know what's going on here. It's uh, spinach. Spinach. Spinach, I believe. <laughs> okay. Um, and it seems it's just paper. Is there anything else in there? I don't know. It's not really clear. She explains that it has no nutritional value, but it has the texture of food. <laughs> And um, yeah, you sort of like I agree. You're like you're like I agree. It tastes like something, but is it food? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and the the best moment here is where you're like you're like what's going on here? Are you on weed? And she's like no, and which is honest, <laughs> not on weed at all. I like that scene because it felt like an Abbott and Costello routine. Right, yeah, kind of just like talking was, past uh, each other. That's what I kept kind of trying to. <laughs> you kept wanting to yell third base. Yeah. <laughs> that's right right you're just like on completely different planes from each other uh (laughs) so um we find out that uh you know the people are talking music and like all right sting's not bad but i really prefer matchbox or blink or biscuit i don't think i've ever heard anyone call it biscuit but okay you're not uh, on a second eight basis with biscuit that's uh, that's, uh, the drunk guy at the bar uh, uh, roman yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who's quick to volunteer anytime they need someone to, to man the bar, which is very right. funny. He was great. <laughs> I had then Toby uh, Whitham, uh, Windham uh, was one of the, uh, uh, the police officers uh, who was yeah. now Roman, who's great in that interrogation scene. And then TJ, did we get to, did, did we meet T? I don't know where you, what scene you're up Yeah. The, the bad guy. Jeff. The guy yeah. plays Jeff. Oh, so I think he was the guy that we mentioned earlier who was like talking about limbo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in limbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. limbo. Yeah, I think that was him. Yeah. You reminded me of the dude, you know, or not, <laughs> not the dude, but. Um, uh, the, the, yes. Sam Sam, Elliott, um, in, in, yeah. What, what's uh, Sam Elliott's character's name? Yeah. I, I forget the narrator. I, yeah. yeah, I don't remember. Um, Lebowski. Um, so. We get, we get some good Henry and Evie stuff. Um, she sees she saw a bush down at the beach. That was cool. Um, Henry's like, Shrooms was a great idea. 
And uh, Evie can't believe that now she has to go pitch for this, like, Douglas Fir spinoff, which Henry <laughs> correctly surmises about a man named Douglas who is part tree. And we learn that there is a sp the spinoff is called Man Pewter because it is about a man who is also a computer, which is becoming <laughs> uh, more of a real threat. Um, and look forward to those uh, those movies. I hope they come out. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah, first we got to get the Douglas Fir and then the spinoff. So, you know, we got to go in order here. Um, Evie can't be, you know, is having like an epiphany about like this, you know, direction that her life has gone. She's doing this trash when she thought she was going to be making important cinema. And Henry's like, yeah, like talk about that. I'm the guy who said, are we having fun yet? Which mm -hmm. we are now at uh, four out of four episodes this season where they go to the are we having fun yet card. Um, so definitely it seems like they're, you know, trying to uh, – you know, take us back to the beginning a lot this season, which is nice. Um, so Evie, think, uh, uh, there's a wonderful moment just talking about. I gotta yeah. go back to Adam in that scene where he says, "And I'm the guy who said, are we having fun yet?" And they're laughing. And there's a wonderful moment in there where he's like enjoying the mushroom high uh -huh. with her about this absurdity of everything. And then when he says that, he just he just like everything. The smile drops from his face. Oh wow! He's like. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then he gets back into it, and right. one of my favorite moments of the mushroom acting that happened in that uh, in that episode. Very cool. That's very cool. Um, good stuff. Um, so Evie all of a sudden realizes like. Henry should be Colonel Stryker. Um, he's a Mark Strong type. He's going to be a regular in the extended universe. And um, Henry is like a little confused, but he's giving it some thought. And all of a sudden he's like, wait, where's Saxon? You were supposed to be watching him. And he's like, holy shit, I completely forgot about him when I was down on the beach. Um, but they realize they can pull up his live stream and you know, figure out where he is that way. And when he says that he's stuck in a blue tube of consciousness, Henry thinks he knows where he is. Right. Um, it's funny. So I said last week we when we suggested that maybe this whole radio station thing, maybe there'll be some sort of scam. We won't know. Yeah, and, you called that pretty, uh, correctly on the podcast. Yeah. So it was interesting because I suggested that Henry would be like play his usual role of detective because he's usually the detective to like uncover these scams. You know, the guy who was doing like the you know the investment, um, and you know there was a couple others where Henry like realized something's going on here and he spends a whole episode solving it. Um, where here it's really Roman kind of by accident. Henry's like not really involved, but he's very involved in this like detect this try to track down Saxon caper that yeah. I got going on here. So he's still kind of playing that role, even if it's not on like the the A plot. Well, Saxon and Evie are kind of like playing the like the parent roles here, right? Excuse me, um, um Henry and Evie for Saxon. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, they're very doting. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good practice for for having a baby together. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so here's where Roman is like, he's still just like roaming around doing his thing, not knowing what's going on. And he's getting super paranoid because like he sees some guy that has like some sort of like headset or AV equipment, or, you know, something in his pocket. And the guy realized that he's been made by Roman <laughs> and he, Roman all of a sudden gets like attacked by Bobby Moynihan. They drag him into the sponsor tent and he's brought before Judy Reyes, uh, Sacker. Mm -hmm. 
and they start interrogating him about his previous conversations with Jeff Daniels. He's they're like, who's Jeff Daniels? They're like, no relation. They're like, he's like, no relation to who? He's like the guy from the newsroom and Squid and the Whale and Dumb and Dumber. And he says it three times, Dumb and Dumber. Um, and he still has no idea who, who that is. No clue who Jeff Daniels is. Um, and they explain to him, you idiot, this is not a real luau. This is a sting operation. We're trying to catch these like deadbeats who don't pay child support. There's no sting concert. This is a sting. And Bobby's like, you know, about that, we really should reconsider Sting. Like, this generation, they're not really into Sting. It's like more of a matchbox and playing crowd. Um, and they tell Roman that they want him to be their spy and go get some intel to figure out if they have the right Jeff Daniels. Um, you know, so you, you obviously have a knack for this because, like, you made us immediately. You knew that we were, you know, <laughs> cops. Um, and we find out that Ron was also aware of this the whole time and it didn't tell anybody. Um, and now he's trying to get involved, but they immediately kick him out and send him to get food. They're not, they're, you know, they got their guy. Roman is the guy. They don't want Ron here involved. You know, Ron, Ron was very excited about, uh, you know, sort of being labeled cop of the day, you know, cop for the day, you know, he's in it with them. He's, he's uh, over the moon about it. He always <laughs> wanted to be a, uh, you know, yeah, Rob always loves uh, Ron. Always loves to identify with the uh, the party throwers. Yes, whoever yeah. they are, she usually wants to be rich a, or famous or powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the at Black Body's place, you, we were obsessed with karaoke because we like <laughs> we were trying to like make karaoke dates. Um. So yeah. So. Henry Evie still looking for Saxon. They see the sponsor tent. They think that's where he is. They try to go in, but they're like forced out immediately. Like they're like, do not enter. And they're like, wow, that's very intense, very intense sponsor tent. <laughs> um, but then they see there is a blue porta potty. So they figure maybe that's it. So they start shaking it, thinking that he's back and be in there. But turns out it's Edgar, the deadbeat from earlier from the bar. Um, and Saxon comes out of another porta potty and starts just going running off through the bushes, completely out of control. Um, arguably still streaming, but we're not really, we're not really sure when the streaming ends. <laughs> That's right. Um, or why there's still, I think he took too many mushrooms. Yeah, I think he may have. Um, yeah, so we have just, you know, people, Roman and Kyle t- talking to each other. Neither no one knows what they're talking about. Everyone's had mushrooms seems to be the general gist here. Uh, back in the kitchen, Lucy asks Ron, so like, what's been the reaction to the spinach? And he's like, it's been nothing. Nobody wants it, which I would say is not nothing. That's like a negative reaction. But yeah, obviously no one wants to eat paper that has the texture of food. Um, I mean, the, the question we asked last week, right? Like, <laughs> was, is her food actually good and people just don't appreciate it? Because, you know, at least the Nazis appreciated it. The Nazis one appreciate Nazi. it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what, what is, what is your theory? Is is Lucy making food that's actually good and these people are just uh, too much of Philistines to realize it? Or, or no, she's not making food. Well, what is good? I mean, she said, <laughs> she yeah. said in the first episode, if, if you think it's good, then you're not thinking. You don't understand that. Food. Yeah. It's not yeah. about good or bad. It's about Big vibes from, uh, from the menu, the movie. It's about yeah. the experience you're experiencing. And so like in the Jack Body episode, she definitely made something that made people feel something that made them actually act out a certain way. So yeah, was successful in that sense. By her definition. And, yeah. um, uh, did not with the Nazis, she clearly made something that um, uh, foodies would like. <laughs> um, well, these Nazi foodies. And then what, your Nazi foodies. And then uh, what was the, uh, the, uh, the third episode? I don't remember what it was. 
Is that the Nazi? Oh, that was the Nazi. So then this yeah. one, uh, I don't know. I mean, you well, well, at the end of the episode, somebody reacts to her food in a in a in a positive way. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So is she, is she is she a good cook? Is she a good chef? Uh, yes, pr- perhaps not uh, ideal for party down. <laughs> Probably not. Rodney, he wants just you know cool shapes uh, with hot dogs. <laughs> right. Yes, hot dogs is what he did, is what they're looking for, and hot dog like items. Um, yeah. So um, Saxon's numbers are just going up and up as Evie keep looking for him. And Evie's just like very mad at herself. I can't believe I lost Saxon. And, you know, it's not just about Saxon. Who gives a shit about Saxon? It's more that this is a metaphor for the way I have lost touch with my younger self and the interest I once had for new ideas because I've just been distracted by my approval, my need for approval and my need for money. And I completely sold my soul. And now I'm pitching these weird franchise movies about man pewters. And... They're, you know, screaming for Saxon. They're looking in the ocean because they find the phone. And I, I, I can't believe I lost an entire person. I'm the worst person ever. And Henry's <laughs> like, you're not the worst person ever. What about Stalin? What about Vlad the Impaler? What about John Krasinski? She's like, yeah. John Krasinski? He's like, Ted Krasinski. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I will note that um, uh, Victor in Wet Hot American Summer, he lost multiple campers, right? Just throwing him out of the side of the van. So he's also... I would say, I would say he lost them. He disappeared them. Yeah, well, much like Stalin and Ted Kaczynski and, uh, right. and John Saxon was Saxon is an accident. Well, uh, I would say, I just to my to Victor's uh, defense, <laughs> he didn't lose the campers. <laughs> he saved the campers. Uh, it was uh, Neil who lost the campers uh, in the... Oh, to to the, the 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 roaring rapids that they were in. Yes, and actually, it wasn't it Andy? It wasn't it Paul Rudd? Left. Paul Rudd was the one throwing them out of the side of the van. Oh yes, yeah. yes, Paul right. Rudd, that was Andy. Paul Rudd threw a lot of yeah. kids out of the side. Of the <laughs> van. They were witnesses. Yeah, you can't have witnesses around. Yeah. But a lot of them were dead already, right? <laughs> That's not clear. Well, yeah, I think each time the partner was gone, and so they had to disappear the uh, the partner. Yeah. Listen, it's complicated. Being a camp yeah. counselor is complicated. <laughs> but um, um yeah but, but 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 paul fortunately uh much like adam has this ability that no matter how much of a rogue he's playing he's uh, still very charming so i've never seen them in the same room at the same time yeah, <laughs> yeah. interesting and you would because uh you know they're both involved with the show so very curious uh, all right well we got to get adam scott some of that marvel money soon yeah the, the best version of that i ever i read this tongue-in-cheek article once arguing that um that um Yasser Arafat and Ringo Starr were the same person. <laughs> Seems unlikely. I, yeah, I think that's true. I think that actually was actually yeah. true. The, you know the the vague physical resemblance and just like these coincidences that any time that like you know Ringo Starr would have been in Israel, he for some reason wasn't there. You know, it was, it was very funny. So. Yeah, but I was arguing that that Yasser Arafat was not a member of the Beatles, which is an interesting take. But I'll I'll, I'll, I'll consider it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah we find out that he um saxon was just like too overwhelmed by the increase in the numbers that he threw his phone into the ocean very susie-esque yes <laughs> um so yeah rod returns he's got a tray of hors d'oeuvres to serve to those in the sponsor tent which is really the you know the police tent um not the bands not the band the actual police <laughs> And um, Roman comes in and he gives them the update on Jeff's car. 
and they order a warrant to search the car. And it's at this moment that Roman has an epiphany about his opus, and he realizes that he is truly a sci-fi writer, hard sci-fi. Um, I, I don't even, I still don't even know what hard sci-fi is. Oh, what funny you should about. ask. I went down a Wikipedia rabbit hole last <laughs> week, actually. Yeah, and um, and 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 so the basic idea of hard sci-fi, and and, and uh, Ken, please correct me if I'm wrong, is that it sticks to scientific accuracy and logic in uh, like, in the the narrative description. Interesting. I believe that is correct. Yeah, correct. and so. Um, and just to give you an idea of how far down a rabbit hole I got, I ended <laughs> up, um, I think an example given on the Wikipedia page was Jules, Jules Verne's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Uh-huh. Then that led me to Jules Verne's, uh, Jules Verne's Wikipedia page, which then led me to Around the World in 80 Days, which is a, movie, a book I loved as a kid, which then led me down to all the different movie versions there have been of and like spinoffs. There's been like multiple cinematic uh, versions of that book, which I did not realize um all through the years so yeah i uh, watch them should we all watch them tonight watch all of them (laughs) yes and come back for next week's podcast but yeah so hard sci-fi took me quite down a rabbit hole i had like like dozens of wikipedia tabs open reading one and one after another oh nice yeah well you're like you're reading a wikipedia article yeah always then there's a link to the other article but you're in the middle of this article so you don't want to click that so you right click and open it as another tab and then by the time you get to the other tab 20 minutes later, you're like, wait, why am I reading this? <laughs> you don't remember the connection anymore. Yeah. So yeah. that's what happened to me when I tried to find out what is hard sci-fi. Yeah. So I'm reading a list. There's a list of like movies and stuff on here. And there are, it's a lot of good movies. So I approve. Listen, I need to just say this. Yes, please. We're already a Roman's epiphany, right? Uh-huh. Epiphany. But we have not. You, you haven't talked about Ryan's. I mean, not Ryan. Uh, Kyle's journey in this his existential crisis mm. yes that's true we have glossed over kyle a little bit that's true i mean we have been mentioned his his journey with jeff and his and who is he and his <laughs> uh, his losing his mojo yeah well yeah. And, and, and jeff is really the uh the inspiration for him i think in this episode which kyle yeah. always taking uh the, the worst role models uh white supremacists <laughs> and deadbeat dads and... <laughs> that's right well, I just wanted to, I mean, you know, yeah. Kyle, Kyle has a journey in this. Yeah. And we've but, talked uh, on previous episodes. Kyle has probably more of a journey, that character, this season, relative to previous seasons. You know, like like Henry and Ron are obviously going through a lot, but they always were. But but relative to the first two seasons, Kyle's really, uh, you know, going through a lot here. Yeah, he's, he's definitely been made much more a focal point. Yeah. Um, but uh, going back to Roman and having his epiphany, he's, he's yeah. sitting there in the interrogation room. He has decided to not give the information to the police officers uh, because he's not going to work for the man. <laughs> and uh, and so he, but then he sees what? What gives him the inspiration? Oh, I mean, I don't even, I must have not written it down. Why don't you just tell us? <laughs> he sees the spinach. Yeah. Yes. Oh, is that what happens? I missed that. Yeah, okay. Roman I missed that in my notes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All, all the undercover cops, Bobby Moynihan and Judy Reyes, they all want like you know the 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 shaped food, the hot dogs. And of course. Roman, he's he's all in for the spinach. Yeah. And he holds the spinach up, and he sees the spinach, and it comes into frame, and he gets his idea for the yeah. the the missing piece to his story. Yeah. Look to oh, the spinach. Very good. Perfect. So, yeah, so this is where everyone starts boarding the bus. They're heading to the Sting show. And uh, they're like, maybe the police will be there. 
you know, they leave even better. <laughs> they're really laying it on thick. Uh, Ron is like, oh man, they're so lucky. They're going to the sticks, but they're like, you idiot, you know, it's it's, not, it's fake. It's a stick. It's like, yeah, I know, but still sting. <laughs> Which is, yes, yeah, classic Ron. <laughs> classic Ron. It's great stuff. Um, and Judy uh, Sacker, sorry, um, she tells Roman that, um, hey, good. the good news is we got the right uh, Jeff Daniels. The bad news is he stole the car and he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and um because he's been tipped off and um meanwhile lucy's throwing oh sorry this is okay i had and who here. tipped him off yes roman did roman tipped did. him off yeah yeah okay so i had it in my notes i just had it for, further down okay that's why i got thrown off <laughs> um so um and and then sorry and then a couple to- a couple minutes later we learned that um and the car that he stole is Roman's car because he's like, oh, he took it from the um, from the disabled spot. Um, and we find out that um, this guy is he's not only a deadbeat dad, he's like a four time deadbeat dad. He's a deadbeat dad to four different women. Um, uh, and... Is this a real thing? Do, do we have like the, the America's most wanted version of uh, deadbeat dads? Listen, it's just... a great rabbit hole for you to go down. After yeah, this, I guess after so. this, uh, report back. You'll report back yeah. in the postman. Yeah. If I end up getting divorced, probably not great to have in my search history. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Clear your history. Clear your history. Yeah. Yeah. So on uh, upon Roman's realization that it's his car that has been stolen, we jump to the post credits. Uh, or shall we jump into the credits and then the post credits. And the, uh, the delinquents are still boarding the bus. Um, Lucy is questioning Kyle um, about, about his new mantra to just be. And um, Sacker comes to let Romy know that they've recovered the car. They've recovered Jeff Daniels. Everything is fine, uh, except that the car has been completely totaled. So everything is not fine as far as Roman is concerned. Yeah, which is much like uh, George Costanza in Seinfeld when uh, the car was uh, damaged by the uh, the mentally ill person jumping off the roof at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I haven't uh, seen that one, but I just, I'm going to go back <laughs> to this story for a second. And just, yeah. we, we had mentioned who gets... Uh, Zoe's or uh, 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 Lucy. Zoe's character, Lucy. Yeah. What's her character name? Lucy. 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 My God. Like, who gets Lucy's uh, uh, food? And at the end, Roman understands it, and they have a moment together. Well, because mm. Roman's also a Nazi, as we established in last episode. <laughs> yeah. How he is it? <laughs> Sorry, he's a blog. He's a he's a blogger to the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> Adjacent, Nazi adjacent, <laughs> but aren't we all? Or we all are in some way. Mm. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, your your grandparents were Nazi adjacent, right? They were, they were guests of the Nazis. <laughs> they were certainly Nazi yeah. adjacent. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, news. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, Evie and Henry watch the bus drive away. They're celebrating their journey. And Evie thinks maybe she, she she should quit the franchise thing and focus on real stuff. <laughs> At the same time, you should do this Colonel Striker role. And he says he will consider it. So maybe uh, Henry thinking about uh, doing something positive for his life. And uh, we end with Saxon driving off, muttering what to me felt like gibberish, but uh, maybe there was more to it. And uh, that's uh, that's the episode, season three, episode sleeves, four. He was getting sleeves on something. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have it? No, I don't have it. 
I just I just wrote down stacks and drives off muttering nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. Uh, uh, how do you rank this episode? Um, yeah, listen, I said it at the top. Um, this is this is the vibesiest vibes episode there is, and I loved its vibe. Um, I love just being along for this ride with these people uh, on their trip. Um, I will say this episode is pretty, 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 pretty good. I'll give it four out of five pretties. Really fun episode. Very memorable episode of Party Down. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I thought everyone acting like they're on shrooms was amazing. Saxon continues like there's not an award for this or at least one that I'm not familiar of, of like a rookie of the year, like someone who joins a show in progress, sort of like JB smooth in season six of curb is really what Saxon's doing here. Like he's uh he, he, he joins in season three and sort of like the way that JB smooth is instantly like on par with like Jeff, like Saxon's just doing an incredible job in this episode as he's been doing all season. Uh, we see uh, Henry Harrelson on cheers. Yeah, uh, that's even a better example. Yes, thank you. Um, Henry and Kyle see uh, real potential for their acting careers, both of them, in this episode. We might uh, be getting more of that. Evie and and, um, Evie and Henry see their relationship take, you know, as I've said earlier, just like a big step forward. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if it's Casey vibes, but pretty close to that. Ron somehow keeps booking gigs, right? The Nazi thing didn't get him canceled. Here he is uh, working with the cops. He got a check uh, at the end of that episode. Absolutely. Paid off the van. Exactly. Paid off the van. Into so everyone's, the- you know, we said no contents in Lydia, but other than that, I'd say everyone's a winner. So much like Av, I say that this episode is pretty, 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 pretty good. Uh, uh, four pretty is just a great episode for me. And um, uh, Ken, uh, the star and the director. How many pretties do you give the episode? Wait, what? What? Say that again. How many pretties do you give the episode? Purely well, objective. Can you give it yeah. up to five? Up to five. Uh, five you can give as many as you want. Infinite. I give it pretty, 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 pretty good. All I right, give six it five pretties. Stars. I think <laughs> it's a great episode. Yeah. I think you give it Especially six. Who, I don't know who directed it. it. They knocked it out of the park. That guy was. Oh, I, I thought it was by far the best directed episode of Party Down that I've sure. ever seen. I'll say that Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. Everyone knew their lines. I Everyone would say knew best, uh, best since uh, Constance's Everyone wedding. Knew their lines. <laughs> Everyone, Everyone knew best. where to stand. Yeah, you did a great job. <laughs> it's a very high quality production. Listen, there, there's, there's two days in director school, right? Steven Spielberg, day one. Make sure the actors know their lines. Day two, make sure they know where to stand. Day sure, two, they need to know where to stand. Day one, they just say their lines anywhere they want. Yeah. They're just practicing lines. Is, yeah. yeah. It's just just like, saying yeah. their lines, and we'll just try to capture it on film. Day two is when they need to know where to stand. That's yeah. right. Alex and I have directed many things, as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Be a come with guy. Uh, who is your uh, come with guy or gal? Um, my come with guy is Roman. Um, I said earlier, I thought that he was like the, to me, the most enjoyable high person of this episode. He just was like, so Roman, like, so out of his elements, like he didn't want to do this. He was forced into doing it. And now like, he has no idea what's going on. He knows something's wrong. He's, he's paranoid, but like, he just played it perfectly. I loved it. Um, he's the come with guy. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. We talked about in previous episodes how a little bit with Kyle really emerging strongly here in the season three and all of, you know, and obviously Ron and Henry and all the other key uh, characters coming back who are main characters still and and Saxon and some of the new people. Roman had fallen behind a little bit from sort of a, the story perspective, the first few episodes. But here he's the one who cracks the case. 
He's the one who enjoys Lucy's weird food. He's the one who has the breakthrough on the opus. Um, and he does all that despite being disabled. So, you know, just an incredible performance by Roman here. Absolutely. He is. He's my come with guy. Great, great episode for, for Roman. Real winner. What, what about you? Uh, uh, Ken, who is your who is your come with guy? Define, define a come with guy. It's it's uh, up to your own interpretation. <laughs> but it's it's kind of like it's either, you know, the MVP of the episode or just like what, who, where's the origin with the episode? of come with? What is it? What is it? Oh, it's it's from Seinfeld. Yeah, it's from. Uh, so we're a curb slash Seinfeld podcast originally. And yeah. Right, and, right. Uh, and yeah, J- Jerry uh, always is looking for the come with guy, which uh, which uh, Kramer is usually his come with guy. But George can also be a come with guy. It's the guy who comes with. He's yeah. the guy who uh, makes stuff happen. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff uh, Garland and and um and JB Smoove as Leon Black in Curb are sort of like the penultimate come with guys, or, or that's the wrong the use of the uh, yeah they're, they're the they're like the ideal idealized version of the come with guy. And then the opposite version, the-, the opposite award that we have coming up is the fucking asshole, which is a thing that Susie says to Larry a lot of times yeah. on Curb. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So I would say the come with guy is a group is a group award. Mm. It's an ensemble award. It goes to everybody. Oh. Everybody's got okay. That's my that's it. And uh, and also the guy who mumbles in the in the investigation tent and Bobby Moynihan's like, what's that? Say that again? <laughs> Damn powder, man. Own it. It was funny. <laughs> Forget the actor's name, but I also like that guy. So he's also All right, uh, so you can you go first here? Oh what? I'm the asshole here. I am. I'm I'm the asshole. I'm the asshole. Oh, I get it. I'm the asshole here, huh? Put your clothes on, Gordon. No one wants to see your penis. No one. Well, why? Maybe I'll win an award for best cock. Who is the fucking asshole in this episode? Or, Av, do you want to go first, maybe? I was thinking originally I was going to say Ken um, Rod is the fucking asshole because he's the only one who doesn't do drugs from the party down crew. Mm, what a knock. Um, yeah. But I think I'm just going to give it to deadbeat dads because, you know, you should take care of your kids. You don't get a cookie. That's your job. Take care of your kids. Pay what you need to pay. Yeah. Um. I'm going to say my fucking asshole is John Krasinski. No, not the Unabomber. The guy from the <laughs> office. Okay. <laughs> Everyone says he's the nicest guy. You know what? I don't buy it. If he was so nice, why would his name be so similar to that of the Unabomber, right? <laughs> interesting so, take. Interesting. Yeah. interesting take. <laughs> um, you know, um, I guess my, uh, what is it? My Not the go-to guy. It's a, what are we, it's a villain, what is it? Yeah, the fucking, fucking asshole. asshole. Yeah. The fucking asshole. It's just, it's, I mean, well, I don't want to say he's not, but he, I mean, really, it's probably uh, Sacker. Because, mm. but, 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 <laughs> you know, really, is, is it Jeff? It's Jeff. It's Jeff. But Jeff, you don't mean Jeff Daniels. Oh, I was going to say Jeff Daniels, not the deadbeat dad, the actor. No, no, not the actor, not the actor. Jeff Jeff Daniels. The newsroom was very disappointing. The deadbeat dad. He did destroy Roman's car. That wasn't nice. Yeah, that wasn't very nice to steal a car and and total it. Yeah. Yeah. And also abandoning multiple families. Not not the greatest work. Yeah. Would you stop with the Ted dance? Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. I'm better than him. You're worse. <laughs> much, much worse. We talked about at the uh, a little bit earlier some of the cameos we have in this episode. We have Bobby Moynihan. We have Judy Reyes. But Av, I think it's time uh, for the postman, if I'm not mistaken. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. Do, where have you been? We haven't done, we haven't done this in four oh, episodes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 
You were mistaken. You're mistaken. Yeah, he doesn't realize yeah. that we've yeah. done four episodes in a row now where we don't yes, do yes, the mailbag uh, yes. with the episode. It's yes, okay. no one has seen this episode yet. We're going to release the podcast. Yes. yes. So we're, reco- we're recording this before it's been released. I'm an idiot. Why don't you do a mailbag? No, we, we do, do but we, we do it yeah. as a separate episode now because we've been recording early so that way we can release when the episode drops. Yeah, we so, we release the episode at midnight and, on Friday. And then yeah, we do a and then we do a second episode during yeah. the week for people to Let's, write in their questions. Why don't we do an in-house uh, uh, uh mailbag? Oh, nice. Okay. All right, Ken, what questions do you have for us about the episode? Um <laughs> how come how come you didn't know that Spinash was such a big player in the end of the Romans Epiphany? Um, well, I had it later in my notes, and I it's been a few days since I saw the episode, so I just <laughs> forgot right, that I forgot I forgot that last plot point. <laughs> um, it happens a lot because sometimes, like, you're you know, you're just reading and it's like hard to you know connect it back to the episode, so it's like I you become very de- you become dependent on the text. I'm busting your chops, yeah, I give you it's fine. <laughs> all right, it's all good. You have a question um do i have any questions when is season four gonna be back season four of party down yeah I, I i i don't know if there will be season four i mean i would love for there to be a season four but uh you know if it ends uh after uh, six episodes of season three i'll be a, a happy man because Fair. Uh, we got to come back and do it some more but i mean it would be wonderful if there was a season four Lizzie Kaplan has dropped so many hints that if there's a season four, she'll be there. And so, uh, you know, Ken, obviously you don't need to spoil anything. Uh, we have not seen uh, the final episode yet, but uh, my, my working theory is that she's uh, surprising us all and coming back for a dramatic return in episode six here. No, oh, I wouldn't uh, hold your breath. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but, yeah. Good theory. Yeah. But, okay, well. That's but, why we got. But I would say this: that that betting line has just dropped tremendously in Vegas. That if 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 uh, if there's a season four, uh, I, I you know, I know we all miss Lizzie, and I know Lizzie missed doing it, and would love to come back and do it. Um, so you know, um, I I wouldn't. Uh, that that might be that would be in this certainly a possibility. Yeah, that yeah. sounds awesome. Um, I feel like there's just been a lot of warmth and a lot of, a lot of love around this reunion. That must feel awesome for you guys um, just to see the, the way that the people have responded to the show. See, I did, just, just anecdotally from being on the Internet, it just feels like that. Uh, it's been wonderful. I mean, in the, the, the response, uh, how critics have responded to it, how just fans have responded to it. It's been wonderful. And, and you know, when I read the scripts, it felt just like more wonderful party down episodes yeah. by John Ambon. Like it didn't feel like it was something new or different. It felt like more, more of the stuff that we loved doing. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and, but I, but I, he's an episode and like weaves everything into each other. And then, He's, what he's doing with this season is he's taking these elements and like like little little you know nods to and like winks about like episodes in in the first two seasons and, mm-hmm. and kind of and 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 having these kind of parallel episodes that are that go hand in hand with old episodes in a way you know but yeah. are different and have have built off of those and I just I think he's such a such a 
talented, fascinating writer. Yeah, it's 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 very much a lot of the show in conversation with itself in its earlier episodes. Yeah. Um and it's we, we and we talked about that a lot on our postman episode this week about the, the you know the the Nazi episode as compared to the the Arnold episode in season 1 and just the way it's right. like you know it's the the world has changed so much in on you know both sides of the political spectrum and it's like this is only 10 years ago like it's really wild it's just like this such this fascinating time capsule like this is not like the 80s. Uh, this right. is like they were talking about like you know like getting cigars for Schwarzenegger and now, right. ten years later <laughs> they're talking about can can a Nazi be a, a you know key speaker talking <laughs> about Hitler like it's right. crazy yeah it's a crazy world um, Alex well what else we got. Uh, well, we uh, had our mandatory Nazi discussion. Uh, Ken, in every <laughs> yes. episode of this podcast, we must discuss the Holocaust. So. Well, it's a, it's not a rule. It's kind of just happens organically. Yeah. <laughs> not a rule for you, uh, perhaps. You haven't yeah. seen my show notes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, fair. Uh, come with guy, fucking asshole, Nazi talk. <laughs> I see. Um, All right. well, Ken, Ken, what can we look forward to? Uh, you know, we uh, we have a couple more episodes of this season, of course. We have History of the World Part Two. For those who haven't got to there, what, where else can we uh, can we see your work uh, in the near future? Well, uh, there's a show that I'm on called The Other Two, which is uh, coming mm-hmm. out in May. The third season of that. If you haven't watched that show, you should watch it. Have you okay. not seen the other two? No, I have not. You have not seen the other two. The other two is an not. HBO show, right? The other two is on HBO Max. Yep, yep. And uh, Drew Tarver and Helena York are the two main actors in it. And um, oh, uh, Molly Shannon, I see. Also. Oh, this yeah. is the Molly Robert Shannon Sykes show. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, okay. Josh Segarra and yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I need to see the show. I'm not sure. This is a uh, right up. No, some Beck, curb connections. Beck Bennett. Yeah, Wanda yeah. Sykes, Richard Kind. All right, maybe maybe our next show. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. Look at the show. Look at this list of guest stars. Yeah, you're uh, they're rocking it every week. No, you. You will fly through those episodes. They're so funny. Okay. Two, All right. the, two, the two writers, Chris Sarah, uh, I mean Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider, uh, were the head writers of SNL, and they then had this is this first show after they left that they created. All right, a, I can promise it, you, Ken. Uh, before the next time you return to this podcast, I will see every <laughs> episode of the other two. Well, look, you know, we don't have to talk about it on the podcast. Uh, you know, I don't I don't want to wait until we talk about it on the podcast, although I would be happy to talk about the show on the podcast. But um, uh, send me an email. Tell me what mm. you think. Yep. Well, l- last time you came to the podcast, the next week we watched the 10 where I said that you deserved a, a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Academy. So, <laughs> And I've said, why did you say well, that when he was on the podcast? I said, well, because I just rewatched the 10 again this week. And I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah but, th- but thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited. Um, well, for t- we got two more episodes here. Uh, I, I now have more homework. I got to watch the other two. I'm very excited about that. I don't know how. We, there's so much TV out there. Julia Roberts is starring in some show, uh, which <laughs> I didn't even realize. Or she starred in two different shows on Hulu. Is that right, Av? We well, no. The, 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 the other one is Homecoming. It's been out, that's from a, few, a bunch of years ago. But uh, uh, yeah. I never we, heard of either one of them. We talked last week about Gaslit, this new show yeah. that she has on Stars. Completely, yeah. Oh, it's supposed to be very good, right? Yeah, it's Julie yeah, probably Roberts. it has Julie Roberts in it. How bad Argu- can it be? Arguably, the are you, one could argue the, the most bankable actress of the last thirty years, and yet somehow she's on a TV show. I and it wasn't even aware of it on Does the same it, network. Yes, it doesn't it have um uh, uh uh what's his head in it as well? Sean uh, Penn. What's that? Yeah, Sean, Sean Penn. Penn. Yes, in, yeah, another Sean mild, Penn. another slightly well-known uh, actor. Yeah, it's about it's about Watergate. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. look, don't watch that. 
first. No, yeah, we're gonna watch the other two. We're only yeah, watching. We only watch Ken Marino projects. Yeah, 100%. watch all the things that I'm in. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, and I'm also shooting um, a, uh, a a show called uh, uh, The Residence uh, for Netflix uh, for uh, for Shondaland. Oh, it's cool! A, wow. It's a murder mystery in a white in the White House. Oh, The Residence. Uh, okay. Yeah, The Residence. Okay. I, I was I was a big uh, scandal fan. Well, I wasn't sure if you were saying residents, like people who. Are, yeah, yeah, I see. Um, oh, uh, created by uh, Paul William Davies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this. Uh, you play Harry Hollinger. Yeah. But look at yeah. that cast, by the way. Yeah. We got uh, Uzo Aduba, Andre Brower, uh, obviously uh, most famous on The Wire, uh, Susan Kalachi Watson, Jason Lee, uh, Randall Park. Uh, yeah. Big cast here. Isaiah Whitlock. Oh, more Wire references. Uh, yeah. All the way down. Yeah. Big cast here. So, uh, and well, when, Ken, when is this, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're from Long Island, I see. I am from Long Island. Are you from Long Island? I live in Long Island now. I grew up in New Jersey, but I live in Long Where Island. Where in Long Island are you living? I live in West Hempstead. West Hempstead. <laughs> I grew up on Long Island. I grew up in... Uh, um, West, I- West Islip, I see, right? West Islip and Mariches. Mariches, that I don't know. That's further south, south shore. It's before the Hamptons. It's like... Oh, okay. Like, you go through it. It's like a, like a blue-collar, ratty neighborhood. And then, <laughs> then you'll get to... Like the fancy shishi fru fru Hampton. Got it. Maybe. Yeah. Later. I've never really gone that far out. Yeah. Um, well, you should go sometimes. Very nice. Yeah, that's what I hear. Uh, all right. right very um, you cool. tour the rest of Long Island, and then you we can discuss that as well. Next okay. Time. We'll do. Well, maybe we'll do an episode with Ken where we'll, we rank all the cities in Long Island. All we'll talk about all the South Shore, <laughs> all the Long Island Railroad stops: Massapequa, <laughs> Park, Amityville, <laughs> Copeg, Lindenhurst. Wow. Long hmm. last stop. Um, let me uh, let me give you a pop quiz, uh, Ken Marino. You are one of the notable alumni from West Islip High School. There are thirteen of them listed on the Wikipedia oh, this page. Is, this is can you name? Can you name any of the other thirteen? One guy was a shot put guy, right? Olympian. Um, uh, Olympian. Yes, discus throw, a, Al discus Order throw champion. Al, Al Order. Order. Yeah. yeah. Who else? Um, you got. Uh, who uh, where am Rick i on rick lazio is the guy yeah rick lazio was probably the other in, most in, famous in person year 2000 here. this is not a very famous list of people yeah ken i think he, you're number one on this list <laughs> arguably yeah. rick lazio right he ran for senate so he was very yeah, famous but, for Hillary, very well, but, yeah. Yes, but he lost he's I'm a loser on the list. Yeah, i think you're number one i think you're number right. one yeah uh wait let me let I me see let me just check how many gold medals did Al win? Al <laughs> won one, two, three, four gold medals. Yeah, in, yeah. In three different Olympics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Ken, how many gold medals <laughs> do you have? I only have uh, one. All right, okay. So uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, how, we'll put Al uh, top two, top two yeah. uh, West Islip grand. I'd make him number one, Olympian. Four-time Olympic champion. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty, pretty I give four pretties pretty, for that. Pretty, I give him five pretty goods. Yeah. Um, the Olympic boycott games in 1980, I guess the U S held their own games. I didn't even know about that. Uh Oh, he's going down another rabbit hole. I got to get yeah, out of here. Right. <laughs> that is very accurate. Thank you so much for joining us, Ken. All right, guys. Thanks See so much, Ken. Nice seeing you Thanks again.
Get a life, Jews.